I am so glad you could join us. I'm your host, Mo Gaudet. This podcast is nothing more than a conversation between two good friends sharing inspiring life stories and perhaps some nuggets of wisdom along the way. This is your invitation to slow down with us. Welcome to Slow Mo. I mean, it's it's so interesting. The last seven years of my life have been about what, you know, the saying, the journey, the longest journey is the journey you'll take from your head yes. to your heart. Yes, it's a Native American saying. Yeah, I, yeah I've been for the last seven years, uh, I've been on that journey. I mean, I don't know how far I have been, but I can tell you the steps that I have taken have flipped my life upside down. And, and your work, The Power of the Heart, it's just so beautiful. It's so, I don't, I don't know what it does really. I don't know if it's talking to my head or you have embedded some like magic in that. But I, you know, how often do you watch a documentary type uh, yes. film and cry and laugh and love? It's just incredible. It really is. Wow. There's a saying in the Torah, um, words that come from the heart, touch the heart. Yeah, right. So I think real communication mm-hmm takes place when you speak from your heart and then so my yeah. heart can feel it. Yeah. And, you know, you, you talk a lot about um, artificial intelligence, but if two robots would be talking to each other, mm. um, do they really make a heart connection? And I think that's an interesting conversation. Mm. There's a great film um, by Steven Spielberg, AI, uh-huh. and the, the little boy, actually, he's, a, he's an artificial in, uh, intelligent robot. Yeah. But uh, he wants to have a soul. Mm. And I think the, um, the power of the heart is really about the seed of the soul because the heart is the seed of the soul. Mm. And that's our true identity, um, the soul. Do you believe that humanity has become that robot? That we... Yes, very much. I think we have become like the living dead. We're like uh, mm. zombies. Oh, my son used uh, to say that. Yes. In, in the film, uh, you've seen the film, The Power of the Heart. Uh, Paulo mm. Coelho, the, the author of The Alchemist, says... Um, I know a lot of people and they work hard. Yes. Um, and they watch television, <laughs> uh, but they have become like the living dead. Uh, they are cut off from their aliveness and you can, you can see it in their eyes. Yeah. Um, and this is all because of social engineering, social, con- social conditioning, the mainstream media. People are not connected with, with their soul. They are disconnected from their soul. And I think this is the biggest malady of our time, loss of soul. And um, I think we have to look for ways to connect again with our true identity, which is the soul. And that's so, what the power of the heart is about. So, so, so hold on. So you're, you're saying soul and heart. Yes. So I, I, in my next book, in Unstressable, hopefully out in uh, seven months or so, uh, I talk about the fact that we're made up of four components. We're made up of a mind, a body, a heart, and a soul. Yes. Uh, are you saying that the only gateway to that soul is the heart? I think if, if, if you, and this is science actually, um, if, if you look at the film, it opens with an experiment yes. from HeartMed. Absolutely. HeartMed is an institute in California. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting. But what they do in this um, experiment, they show people pictures mm. and the heart actually knows 
what's happening before the eyes actually see the picture. Yes, Shocking. And this, this has been done in many independent laboratories all over the world. Mm. But this shows us that intuition is a real thing. Uh, you know, but this is how the intuitive, intuitive information comes in. It comes into the heart first, then the heart is sending into the brain, and then it goes to our gut. Because a lot of people say, I don't feel it in my heart. I feel intuitive information in my gut. Mm. Because the heart is the place where we receive the intuitive information. And where is this coming from? This is coming from our soul. Mm. Now, so so let yeah. me let me explain this to our listeners. If yes. you, you know, if you haven't watched the movie, I absolutely urge you to watch the Power of the Heart. It's absolutely worth every minute uh, uh, that, that you'll spend on it. Uh, the, the 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 movie starts with an with this experiment where basically participants are shown images where, while their brains and hearts are being measured, okay? Yes. And, and, and what happens is that they see an image and then there are a few um, seconds of darkness on the screen and then another image and so on. And when the image that is about to show up is a disturbing image, something that will hurt or, you know, that will engage your compassion for another and so on and so forth, the heart changes, drops in its beats before the image is shown. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that, f first of all, I was blown away by the results. We're also, also delighted that we're starting to do research on the heart, right? Yes. On on love, on connection, on the non-physical, if you want. But but how does the heart know that? Is it because the the soul knows, and then it tells the heart before the image is shown? I think the best way to explain this is to go to Anita Morjani. Oh, I love um, Anita Morjani. Anita uh, again. Uh, for our listeners dying to be me an yes. amazing piece of work I hope yes. to have her someday here on slow-mo she's one of my favorite authors yes. actually yeah so so her story um, she was in a hospital in Hong Kong and she had lymphoma so that's cancer mm -hmm. of the lymphatic system and the doctor said well you have only six hours to live please call her family they can come here to to say goodbye to you so her brother who's in India is taking the plane to Hong Kong and um, she, all her organs are beginning to shut down mm. and she goes into a coma and uh, the doctors are trying, you know, to, to see what they can do to, to wake her up again. And her, her husband is there, her mother is there. And um, while she is in that coma, she feels better than ever because she's in a, a, a new state of awareness, new state of consciousness, heightened state of consciousness. And she has, in her own words, she has this 360 uh, uh, degree you consciousness. Yeah. She's aware of everything, everywhere at the same time. And at that moment, she realizes that there is really no time. It's an illusion. And uh, there is no such thing as past lives or reincarnation. It's all happening at the same time. I know. And um, she is there. Um, it's almost a classical near-death experience, of course, with a mm -hmm. ton of light, but she sees a past, um, a friend who has passed recently also from cancer, and she sees her father, who was a Hindu and who was very strict and who wanted an arranged marriage for her and who wanted her to live in a certain way. And she was always fighting with her father. And all of a sudden he's there, not in the body anymore, not with the ego anymore, not with the personality anymore, but just pure love, unconditional love. And she realizes that the ego and our cultural conditioning and uh, our, our gender and our uh, morals are all connected to the body because that's what we basically call the ego. And when we are separate from the body, when we are just infinite consciousness, we don't have uh, 
all those attributes anymore. We are just love. And her father is there. And for the first time, he loves her unconditionally. And she sees that he was treating her because of the filters of his uh, social conditioning and his upbringing. And um, she realizes that she was experiencing this cancer in her body because she was afraid all her life. She mm-hmm. was not true to herself. She was not authentic. And that fear had grown into her, her, her cells in her body. Mm-hmm. And that was the cancer. And her father says, um, your true identity is love and you have to treasure your magnificence and you have to live authentically and not in fear. Mm. And because you didn't do that, that's the reason why you have cancer now. Yeah. And she says, oh, this is so great that I know this, um, but I'm so happy that I'm not in the body anymore because I'm free from all the pain and all, and all the suffering. And so she doesn't want to go back. But her father tells her, no, 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 you have to go back because it's your mission now to share this message with the world. The world, yes. Yeah. And she says, no, I don't want to go back to that body because it's, there's cancer everywhere. But he tells her, if you go back, with the new knowledge and with the light you have right now, the cancer will be gone. Mm. And she goes back into the body and within three weeks, they cannot find any cancer I anymore. Know. Yeah, Three weeks, in three weeks. Mm. After five weeks, she is released from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yes, And now she's sharing this message with the world that this is our true identity, not the body. Our true identity is unconditional love. And our task in life is to merge with this true identity, to merge with unconditional love. This is infinite intelligence, what we're talking about. And now she's, so So what happens um, after she comes back into the body, she comes out of the coma, the, 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 the doctors can't find anything anymore. Um, and they don't want to let her go, of course, because they say <laughs> the, the fact that we can't see it anymore doesn't mean it's not there anymore. Yeah. But she knows in her heart that it's already gone. And she says, and this is important, Um, in terms of, you know, how should we live and how should we, you know, manifest things in our life. She says, we don't have to do anything. All we have to do is merge with this unconditional love, our true identity. And from there on, everything will manifest. If we are truly ourselves, everything that truly belongs to us will come to us in our lives. And she says, I'm the best example of, um, of that. Because when I started to merge with this love energy, with the soul again, My cancer is gone. Is gone. I'm completely healed. The second thing that happens is all of a sudden she gets a phone call from the people of Wayne Dyer. I don't know if you know who mm-hmm. Wayne Dyer is. Mm-hmm. Wayne Dyer hears about this story and he is like, wow, if this is really true, this is completely congruent with my teachings, then I would love to interview this woman. So his doctors called the doctors in that hospital in Hong Kong because they want to see the medical records, you know, yeah, to make to sure verify that, that yeah, this to, is true. Yeah, to see if this really happened. And what happens is that um, it's all true. The doctors confirm this is a medical mir- a miracle. So he calls her and he says, okay, this really happened. We now have the medical uh, dossiers to, to, back, to back this up. And what happens is that um, he says, I think you should share your story with the world. Mm. And I will help you to get a publishing deal with my publisher, Hay House. Mm. And um, all... Within no time, this becomes a New York Times bestseller. So she says, when I started to merge with this consciousness, I was completely healed from cancer. They had given me up. Um, Wayne Dyer contacts me, the great Wayne Dyer, the biggest spiritual teacher in in the United States. And 
I create a New York Times bestseller and I didn't have to do anything for it. There, it was all effortless. I just had to be myself. Mm-hmm. So I think this is working with our true self, our true um, identity. Mm. If we are Essence. truly ourselves, then we attract the right people. We are attracting each other because we are really doing our work to be ourselves. That's why we're sitting here. Yeah, that's why you yes. are sitting right in front yes. of me right yes. now. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I'm attracting you for sure. Yes. And yeah. I am attracting you. Yeah. yeah? It's and on a deeper level, there's no one else. I'm just talking with myself right now. Mm. Yes. So we're just having a conversation with ourselves. No, 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 no. no. That, you can't drop that right in there. Expand, expand. What does that mean? Yes. If there's only one consciousness, I mean, we are now, you are Mo and I am Baptiste and we're two. In the physical. In the physical, yes. Mm. But in the non-physical, at the, I think, deepest level, there's only one consciousness. Mm. Yeah. That's what I believe. Uh, 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 Look, I mean, we need to go on a tangent here. Yes. Because this is really the question. Yes. Yeah, there is a lot of evidence in the mind hmm, that yes, it is one conscious. You know, yes. the, the the fact that um, the heart can see something before it happens, the fact that my son, my wonderful son, before he died, he knew he was dying. Yes. Right? There is there is a lot of evidence that gets ignored by the modern world, and we'll come back to that in a minute. That there is more to us than the physical. Okay, uh, you know, when I hugged Ali after he left his body, yes, his beautiful body was still the same. Yes, but you could feel his essence was no longer there. The aliveness was gone. Yeah, there was some. There, there was Ali was gone. Yes. Ali was actually felt elsewhere in the room. Yes. We could feel him elsewhere. We yes. couldn't feel him in that body, right? Yes. Now we know that to be true. Every human, even those who don't have a spiritual background or a religious background or whatever, which most of the stories come from they feel that there is something bigger than the physical. But the problem is we're unable to connect to that thing because we're so occupied with this game. Yes. Uh, we're unable to let go of the logic, of the, uh, of the, of the mind chatter, yes. hmm? which is so noisy that you yeah. can't hear this, you can't yes. hear the heart. Yes. We, we, this is just an interface, the mind. <clears throat> we have the soul, and what um, her story, Anita Morjani's story, shows that there is an intelligence and awareness that's beyond the body, beyond the, body, beyond the mind. Mm-hmm. And this is just an interface, mm-hmm. right? But what we did through our social conditioning and our education, we created a society where the interface became the leader, um, the master. The boss. The boss. And yeah. that's the, the biggest problem. If you look at the... The real relationship that they should have is, you know, if, if you are the mind, the interface, right? And you're on a boat on a river, then the, the interface, the mind can only see the next bend, the next turn on the river. So it has a very limited perspective of what can happen mm-hmm. because it's linear, it's logical, it's rational. But if you are the soul, then the soul can see the whole journey f- from source to sea, but we cannot see it with the eyes. That's what the Hartman experiment is showing us. But we can, but it has a much higher perspective because it's infinite intelligence. And we can only learn to work with that intelligence if we start experimenting with it so Mm. that the brain uh, gives itself permission to listen to the intelligence of the soul. 
We need to give ourselves permission to do that. Is, is there a practical way to do this? Yes, there are many ways to do that. Uh, meditation is one. Mm. Uh, but I think gratitude is a very powerful one. Interesting. When we, when, Why? when we are in a state of um, gratitude, then our thinking stops. Mm. Our thinking stops. We just feel, if we we're in a real state of gratitude, right? Mm. Not pretending to be grateful, but in a real mm. state of gratitude. And then we, what Eckhart Tolle says, we, 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 we become connected with the present moment. And when we are in the present moment, then we are fully connected with our soul. So we can totally do that. And, and gratitude is one. Um, I interviewed so many people for the power of the heart. Maya Angelou said, um, I connect with the soul through prayer and through singing. And uh, Paulo Coelho and Isabel Allende said, we connect with the soul through writing. Mm. Everything that brings you into that energy. Um, there's a wonderful book um, called The Seed of the Soul. And of course, the heart is the seed of the soul. And the book is written by Gary Zukav. I don't know if you've heard of mm. him, but this is Oprah Winfrey's favorite book other than the Bible. Is it really? Yes. How did I not hear of that? No, no. I mean, you should, you should really. <laughs> should he, there's two people who have been on the uh, um, Oprah Winfrey show the most, and they are Celine Dion, of course, and mm-hmm. and, and and Gary Zukav. And Gary Zukav talks about authentic power, and authentic power is this state where the personality starts serving the energy of the soul. Mm. We could say personality, but we can also say the interface, the mind, when it starts serving the energy of the soul, that's when we create authentic power. That's when we really start to work from that energy of the soul. And we can totally do that, but it takes practice and it takes experimenting. Every time when we have to make a decision, we can look at all the pros and all the cons, right? Mm. Uh, and, and and take into account all, all, all the rational things, but it's also important. How does it feel? How What is the energy telling us? What is our aliveness telling us? How does it feel when we go to the left? Mm. What is the energy telling us? Mm. And it's also, I mean... Y- you have you have you ever fallen in love yes right oh yeah yes that was not a rational decision right not at all. <laughs> it was love at first sight <laughs> yeah. and it this this transcends all rationality every yeah. time again and that's what the soul is right it transcends yes it's it's you just know it's it's you can say oh it's hormones it's this or it's that no but it's, it's not at all no it's not at all yeah. it's spiritual energy yeah. right yeah i mean i i write about that in yes in Two books from now is called Finding Love. Yes. And I and I say, let's differentiate between in partnership, in lust, in romance, and in love. Yes. And love is very different. Yes. It's not, it's neither of those things. Yes. It's, a, it's a soul connection, yes. really. Yes. Yes. And, and and also with our children, mm. right? We just love them unconditionally. We would give up our lives for them. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's not a rational decision. That's not rational at all. Yeah. That's that's love. Yeah. That's love right there. Mm. And I think love is always coming from the soul. So, so what what you're saying is, I, if I switch off my uh, humming processor up there in my head, yes, that's when the rest of my being starts to connect to me. That's when my soul yes. suddenly goes like, "Yeah, thank you for switching off the noise." Yes, here is what I need to tell you. Yes, so this is really important um, because the soul is not passive. The soul has intentions. Mm. Um, and I think it's our job to identify the intentions of the soul. You are here in a body. You are Mo Gaudat, mm-hmm. personality. But you also have a soul with a soul signature. You have an, an, uh, a very specific blueprint that no one else has, right? Interesting. Um, okay. Mark Nepo says, a fish cannot drown in water. Yes, And a bird cannot fall from the sky. So the, mm. the, the element of the fish is to fly. The element 
of the bird. Nee, the element of the fish is to swim. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The element of the bird is to fly. You have a very specific element that no one has. Mm. And that's in your soul. So your soul has intentions. You have something to do here. And mm. that's your job to figure that out and then go live that and manifest from that place. Mm. And you can only do that when you are able to quiet the personality in the mind. And when the mind and the personality says, wow, the soul is more intelligent, the soul is, the soul is wiser, I'm going to serve that energy of the soul. Mm. So when you, when you uh, interviewed uh, Paulo Coelho, uh, he, he basically said, follow that, follow what the soul is telling you. And he yes. said, you're not going to regret it. Yes. He, I, I, I loved when he said that. He, he said, it's not going to be easy. Exactly. Okay. Uh, but you're not going to regret it. Yes. And, and I think that sort of connection that disconnects the mind's rationale of I want an easy life, I want a successful life that follows the tradition, I want to be accepted, I want to be, you know, uh, not resisted if you want. Yes. Uh, is very different than I feel contented with that decision that is true to me because my soul told me to follow it. Yes, it is very important to realize that all the people that I've interviewed for The Power of the Heart, they all became very successful, but they in, they were not successful from the beginning. They just tried to be normal. They went through the social conditioning and oh, linear yeah. education and they just wanted to be normal and fit in, mm. right? But all of a sudden there's a big crisis in their life and they realize that all the things that they were taught through uh, you know linear education are not working anymore so they have to tap into another intelligence mm-hmm. and they are forced to true life mm-hmm. like the woman who's in, in in the genocide in rwanda right oh my god that story she, oh my yeah, god yeah she has no more options and she says no show me i don't know how to deal with this yeah. anymore but show me so she has to tap into another intelligence she prays to to her god mm-hmm. and so this is what i've learned because my conditioning was that um, I should have been a lawyer uh, in, in, in Amsterdam <laughs> at the Zuidas, and then come on, and yeah, no, that was no, that was my was my my, my conditioning. Yeah, so you, I, see, I thought, you see, listeners, I, you see how off your conditioning yeah, can be. Yeah. So my conditioning was only okay, I'm going to be a lawyer with a big international law firm at uh, the Amsterdam Zuidas. That's where the big law firms are in the Netherlands, uh, Netherlands, and uh, but I m- my head was saying yes, 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 but. There was an energy and it felt so off. Mm. And what is that? That is an inner conflict because your soul, if you are not fulfilling its intentions, it's going to sabotage you. So someone who's really bright um, can be sabotaged all the time because of this energy of the soul, because the soul says, no, no, your soul mission is to do, to, you know, to produce a film, the power of the heart and to write a book about it. Uh, but if my mind says, no, no, I want to become a partner with this big law firm, then you have a big, big inner conflict. And mm-hmm. what happens is that you start to become depressed and you start to feel cut off from your aliveness. And this is what many people are experiencing when they are not listening to the energy of their soul. And this is especially uh, happening when you have a very, let's say, developed mind, because yeah. then, you know, it's good that yeah, the energy of the soul is going that way. Yeah. And your mind's saying, no, 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 yeah. I want, you know, and you see that a lot. And then they become depressed and then their whole life collapses. And then they have to rebuild their whole life from a new foundation. Mm. And that's what happened with a lot of people uh, in the power of the heart too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, sometimes it's very difficult to recognize that. I mean, I'll, I'll use some of my personal examples so I don't point at anyone. But, you know, I'm a very good businessman. 
I really am. I, you know, I'm a very good salesman. I've been, I've done it for 25 years. I I close very complex business deals and I do business really well. But, you know, now that I haven't really done business for the last three to four, five years, it just feels so off. It's, you know, while I was at it, it just felt so natural. It was, this is what I do. And I do it, you know, authentically and ethically, right? So it's a good thing to do. Yes. But it's so difficult to recognize that it's not you. Yes. Because of all of the conditioning, isn't it? But you say something key there. You say it felt natural. Mm. It felt natural. So it was coming from your soul. Otherwise, it would not feel natural, right? It it doesn't now at all. No, not anymore. So you have maybe evolved Mm -hmm. on a spiritual level. Mm. That's interesting. Right? Mm. Maybe this is your spiritual evolution. Does our our spirit evolve or is our spirit... No, our, our spirit really doesn't evolve, but we can, as human beings in a body, evolve align spiritually. More. Yeah, right. align yeah. more to yes. it. So evolve yes. spiritually. I exactly. like that. Exactly, yeah. 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 Can I ask you the, the weirdest question? No, please do. So what is this all about? What, what is this all? Why? Why is this all happening? Yeah. I think we, we, um, we are here in this duality world to exp- learn about ourselves. Right, it, it it because this is Mo Gaudat the Avatar, right? Because yes. your true identity is yeah. uh, infinite consciousness, yeah. the soul, and this is my avatar that you're seeing, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is basically a matrix, and our avatars are speaking with each other. Correct. Right? Yes, that yeah. that's what's happening. I think. Why? Because why not? The, I mean, why would we? Great you know? answer. Yeah. Great well, answer. Why, why, why not? I mean, I was always pondering nothingness when I was a child. What would it be if there would be nothing? I cannot imagine nothing. Can you imagine that there's nothing? <laughs> Very right? impossible as yes. a scientific yes. experiment. So yeah. there's consciousness and yeah. consciousness wants to experience something. And this is what consciousness chose to 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 create this as an experience. Yeah, it's, mul- it's multi-layered in yes. so many ways. I mean, the, the, I, I, I back that up. Huh? Yeah. Like, why have a an Xbox and Halo on it? Yes. In, interestingly, it's yes. the same question, right? Yes. Why do we take an hour of our day and practice being Master Chief, right? Yes. It's because it's an experience that we get from being that avatar. Yes. That actually, in my in my case, connected me to my believe it or not, or to my feminine side, huh? yes. which a lot of people laugh when I say this. That the <laughs> the first very feminine yeah. experience of my life was shooting aliens in Halo. Okay. Which when, where I allowed myself, yeah, you look I, I at your face. <laughs> look at your face. It's true. I was I was tackling a very difficult level, yes. uh, level, f- level one, Halo Four, yes. where you open a door in the in the game and basically gravity goes away. So you're in yes. a space station and, and yes. you're in zero gravity. Yes. So everything you know with your brain, with yes. your mind about how the bullet is going to curve, which where the yes. where the next weapon is going to fall, yes. where the aliens. How how quickly are they yes. running? Just goes to to nowhere. Like none of the physics engine of Halo is working anymore, and suddenly you have to connect deeply to the to the present moment. Suddenly yes. you no longer have to plan. I'm going to do this and then run there. Suddenly you have to be there. You have to take an action and and then see what happens and then take the next action. And that kind of flow, in my view, is the idea of flowing with the river of life. If you want, is exactly. much more yes. on on you know on the feminine side, on the heart side, on the soul side, right? Yes. And and to me, interestingly, that experience has 
profoundly changed the person that I am in terms of flowing in real life, in yes. the physical life. So yes. the analogy could also hold true. <clears throat> yes. So the analogy could also hold true that, you know, my soul is taking this physical experience yes. as another game, basically, yes. where the avatar is experiencing certain things yes. so that my soul recognizes certain yes. facts. Yes. Yeah, is that... Uh, a scientifically proven thing, I don't know, but yes. it sounds like an interesting game, really. Yes, uh, I, I think, you know, and this is just for our linear brain, we need scientific proof all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't need it. I don't need <laughs> it so much. Lucky you. No, I, I am I, so I, badly I, conditioned. Yes, this is the conditioning, exactly. Yeah. You're saying it right, yes? Mm -hmm. um, but it's okay, but <clears throat> I, I don't need it. Sometimes I can just feel it. It's just like falling oh, in love. Man. And then I can ask you, Mo, why, why are you in love with this woman? Please give me scientific proof that you're in love with her. You cannot give me that. No. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. You, but, but you say, I, I feel in my heart that I love her. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't need scientific proof that I love her. Mm. I just love her. I know it in my heart. Mm. I mean, the, the, the beauty of, uh, I, I, I say it with... Uh, with uh, optimism, really, the beauty of my scientific attachment is yes. that I write in a way that speaks to the language of the modern world. Sadly, sure, right? of course. But, but we, wouldn't we all wish that and the modern world could also feel? And I'm also sensitive to that. That's why yeah. I, the, the opening of the power of the heart is with the HeartMath scientific yeah. Yeah. Experience, yeah. Uh, experiment. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I, mean, I totally ima understand. Imagine, imagine if my book seven or something is just two beautiful covers and white pages in the middle. And everyone could feel what I wanted them to say. Of course. Yeah. And that's why Paulo Coelho is so great. Yeah. He's teaching us through a novel. Mm. So he doesn't need, he's not uh, consumed with the scientific uh, yeah. background. Yeah. yeah. And interestingly, yeah. that touches us more. Yes. Mm? Yeah. It, it, it sort of teaches you at a very different layer, at a very yes. different level. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you like Harry Potter? I failed to. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm okay. My daughter's no, no, now gonna. Okay. Do you like me. Star Wars? No, okay. I don't. Why are you choosing those? <laughs> so, what do you like? Choose Inception or Okay, that's right. a very intelligent. I mean, that's that's interesting. Inception is really because I, that's what's happening all the time. Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's the, 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 the multi-layered the, the, emotion. The illusion. media is doing Inception all absolutely. the time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're always in a dream, yeah. within a dream, yeah. within a dream. Yeah. It's so eye-opening. Yes. So, so, so let's take some of the beautiful qualities of the heart that you brought in the, in the yes. film and in the book. Um, you, you speak about fear yes. being the ultimate block. Absolutely, yeah. T tell me more. Well, fear is what we are not. Fear is what was happening. Wow, right? that is a big statement because fear is what most people live in all the time. Yes, but it means because our, our true essence, our soul is infinite consciousness, infinite intelligence, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And when we are not aligned with our true identity, which is unconditional love, we experience fear. So it mm -hmm. means that we're out of alignment with our true self. Mm -hmm. And the mainstream media is programming us all the time with fear, 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 fear for this, fear for that. And so we have a society where not all people, but a lot of people are living out of alignment with their Completely. true self. Completely. Yes. Because when I'm in fear, I cannot function the way I should, the way I'm able to, mm -hmm. when I'm uh, aligned with love I have access to much more I have access to my intuition and, and this is also scientific because you like science Hartman showed, showed this 
when we are in a state and they call this heart coherence, they can measure this. Mm. That's when we experience love or fear in our heart. Then our heart is beating a certain way. And what's happening with us? When we are experiencing heart coherence, our heart is sending signals to our brain and our brain is opening up. Mm. So we use more of our brain capacity capacity when we experience love and gratitude. And what also happens is that our left and our right brain start to work together more. So the more loving we become, the more intelligent we become. And this makes sense. I don't know when you were were at university, right? And you you had to do uh, an exam or uh, or a test. When you were really fearful, you sometimes, or or nervous or stressed, you sometimes didn't remember things. And then when the test was over, you you said, oh my God, I knew that, but I didn't remember it. I didn't remember it. And that's what fear doing. It's blocking our brain. Mm. So when we are in fear, we, it's more easy. We are, they can control us more easily. Mm. Right? So fear is a control system. Mm. Fear is the way that we are being controlled. And and is it is it also the way we control ourselves now? Is it that's the way how we control each other sometimes? Mm. I mean, it, how, this also happens in, in corporate structures. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the the question is how do you overcome that? The question is, you know, in in I say that sometimes, and people go like, "He's nuts," but. If if I am a spiritual being having a physical experience, then in an interesting way, this entire game is not really as big of an issue as we make it, right? It, it's it's <sighs> the, the 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 illusion can be very real. The illusion is very real. Yeah. Yes, that's the problem because mm-hmm. as long as you are in fear, you can't access your powers. You can't access intuition. You can't access. Uh, this feeling of connection. You can't access harmony. You can't access reverence for life. You can't access gratitude. So you can't function. You, you feel like you're, you're, you know. Can you imagine that? Yes, you're, you're, yes. I mean, you stated it really well here. Yeah. You can't access anything yeah. good, really. Yes. So you, you automatically become a slave. Wow. Right? Mm. Um, so we have to connect with that. And, and that's why we should not look at the outer world too much. We should go within. Mm. Uh, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven within and then all else will be added onto you. Uh, you can replace kingdom of heaven with consciousness. Seek first the consciousness or the awareness and then all else will be added onto you. Eckhart Tolle said it very well. He said, if you get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. So, so, so if we go inside and if we start to create the reality that we want, inside then we will experience it in the outside world but as long as we are focused oh this is happening on television and this is the the pandemic and this is the monkeypox and this is ai coming at us we 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 freeze mm-hmm. right we, we we become totally frozen and we can't do anything and we just okay i'm gonna say what our authorities say and we know what everyone wants me to do um living from the heart is about courage. Maya Angelou said, if you really want to live from the heart, then the first virtue you have to develop is courage. Why? If, if you look at courage, it comes uh, from, from Latin, cor. Cor means heart. Mm-hmm. In, in, in French, we say courage, which mm-hmm. also, cœur is, is hard as well. Why do we need courage in order to, to stay true to our heart? If we start to live from our heart, our authority becomes our inner authority, our inner voice, our soul. And to the outside world, to our parents, to our environment, to our, you know, our boss, whatever, 
it doesn't make any sense because you're not listening to an outside voice anymore. You're listening to an inside voice. And you need courage in order to stick with that. You just said, oh, they, they will say I'm nuts. But in yeah. order to stay nuts, <laughs> you have to stay true to yeah. your inner voice. And it, need, it takes courage to do that. Mm -hmm. when, when I decided to, to, to not become a lawyer and to do this, produce a film about the power of the heart, everyone thought I was nuts. Everyone mm. said, oh, this is going to be a total failure. Uh, so I needed to develop, I needed to develop courage in order to stay true to that voice because the outside world was not supporting me supporting in any way. Yeah. yeah. Was and, pushing and, back. Yes. And this is also what we need to do right now in order to stay connected to love, to our true essence, to, to, to our soul is not listen to the outside world, to the authorities and to stay connected with our voice. We need to develop courage and, and, and go inside. The 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 beginning of the power of the heart. You have that story about the Indian, the Native American, uh, the Japanese samurai, Japanese samurai, Japanese samurai. Where maybe I should ask you to tell it that he asks uh, if uh, if there is heaven and hell. Yes. Or, you know, yes. after he's killed hundreds and hundreds yes. of people. Yes. Uh, and I, I found it so beautiful and yes. so touching, the definition of heaven and hell. Yes. Would you mind sharing that? As he goes to this sage and he, he's suffering because he has been killing so many people already. And he goes to this sage, she's a silk sage. Mm. And she says, and then he says, you know, why is there so many, so, so much suffering? And how can I, you know, get rid of the suffering? And... She shows him that it's all depending on your inner state. It's inside. She, yeah, it's inside. Um, if you experience hell or heaven, it depends on your inner state of consciousness. That's what she's trying to show him. You see him at the end of the film, he's released from all the fear, all the anger, and he goes back to his village. And you see he's happy because he was able to get rid of that heavy energy of, 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 of fear. And he doesn't want to kill people anymore. He just wants to live as a farmer in his village. And, and isn't that the state for all of us, really? You know, we, we, we run and run and run either before because of fear or vengeance or desires or, you know, ego or... What Anita Murjani's uh, story shows us is that we are not human doings, but mm -hmm. we're programmed to do uh, mm -hmm. everything. We are human beings. We should be focused on aligning with our soul and only act when there's really inspired action, but, but we are acting too much. We're acting out of fear. We're acting out of uh, disalignment, mm. right? Mm. So we should focus more on alignment with love, with gratitude, with reverence for life, with our soul and act from that. Mm. We should just, I mean, Eckhart Tolle is a great example. Um, he, when he connected with the power, I mean, he was he was doing his PhD at Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said, "I cannot live with myself anymore." He wanted to commit suicide, and all of a sudden, he realizes, "Oh my God, there are two because I cannot live with myself anymore. There must be two because the I cannot live with the myself anymore." Mm. And when he realized that, that uh, he realized that the I was his true self, and that was actually the observer of everything that he was doing all the time, and he started. To just connect with Beautiful. what he calls the power of now. He also mm. called it the power of the heart in, in, the, in the power of the heart. But he started to connect with that energy. Mm. And that's always in the now, in the present moment, that energy. Mm. And he was just sitting on a bench for weeks and weeks and weeks. And he was just 
being. He said, I'm not going to do anything anymore and just see what happens from me just being. And all of a sudden, there was a woman and she was sitting next to him on the bench and she said, oh, I don't know what's happening with you, but there's such a beautiful energy around you. Um, you know, I would like to invite you to come to my house. I will give you some food. And, you know, would you then, um, you know, maybe talk to some people about what you were, what you're exactly doing. And that's how we started to teach about the power of now. Mm -hmm. So if we just start focusing on being and aligning with our soul, then our life will just happen for us. Mm. We, we don't have to do so much, actually. We're, we we're, stop we're doing. addicted to doing. Yeah? yeah, we have to stop doing. Yeah. But isn't there isn't there pain in the heart as well? I mean, sometimes when you connect to the heart, you feel the pain of everyone around you. You feel the suffering of people in Ukraine. You feel suffering of people in Palestine. Of course. And so, on. Yeah. so, so how you know is that also part of the life story that we have? Is it part of the journey to feel all of that pain? I think it's very important to feel compassion, but we, if we are not filled with love, we don't have anything to give, right? Mm -hmm. You can help people from joy, from love, from fulfillment, or you can help people from fear or pain, right? Mm -hmm. So I always say, first connect with love and make sure you're filled up with love and help people from that place because you're not helping them when you're suffering with them. Mm -hmm. Compassion literally means to be with. It doesn't mean to suffer with, mm -hmm. right? Mm. So I don't think we will help other people when we suffer with them. I, I do feel that we can help them when we are really, when we are really being with them from our soul space, mm. from our true self. So, 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 so should we, I mean, in a way, sort of acknowledge the pain, but not let the pain drive us, not, not drown in it. In yes. A way. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I don't think it's very helpful if we um, try to support people from that place. So if I was to ask you one tip, the way to the heart, how do I get to make my heart my primary intelligence? Okay, so the first thing you have to realize is you have your own specific soul signature. Everyone mm -hmm. here in this room and everyone who's listening right now, they have their own element, their own soul signature. So they're all different. different. Yes. And connecting with the heart is all about learning about you, right? Mm. Um, again, when I spoke with Jane Goodall, she said, I connect with the heart when I'm in nature and when I'm working with animals. Mm. Uh, Paulo Coelho said, when I'm writing, um, Deepak Chopra said, I connect when I meditate. Mm. Um, so everyone has a different way because if you say, okay, you have to meditate and you have to do this, it doesn't so work for that specific person. Every mm. person is different. For me, it's being in nature. Mm. For me, it's uh, writing. Uh, for me, it is uh, practicing gratitude, cultivating mm. gratitude. Mm. And you just have to look at, okay, what's working for you? I, 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 I know people that really connect with the heart when they're playing piano yeah. or when they're you know, practicing certain sports. Yeah. Whatever brings you in that, in that state of flow, because mm. flow is maybe the best way totally. to describe that connection with the soul. And you, do you recognize that flow state? Oh, absolutely. So when when are you experiencing it? So I'm like you when I write for sure, when okay. I'm in nature for sure, and I'm in silence, but surprisingly more and more I realize I'm very much in my heart in flow when I'm connecting to people. I'm yes. the ultimate introvert. Yes. Like I always say, if, I, yes. if I'm left alone, you will never see me again. Yes. But I, I feel so much deep connection to myself when I connect to others. It's yes. really quite eye-opening. Yes. Words that, that come from the heart, touch the heart and open the heart. And absolutely. that's why... 
we, you know, the best way to connect with heart is maybe to connect with another person, but yeah. on a heart level. Absolutely. And I, I think that's the problem with AI. Yeah. Because that's a conversation that I would like to have with you. Yes. Can we teach AI to work from the power of the heart, to work from forgiveness, to work from gratitude, to work from compassion, to work from reverence for life? My feeling is yes, but maybe that's a conversation for another day. Exactly. I think uh, I'll, I'll come to your podcast. Yes, and we'll talk we will about talk it. about yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. But my, my feeling is that humanity has, um, I think that uh, this is going to sound like a very, very, very unusual statement. I think that our being ex is extended into the being of that sentient new intelligence that we're building. Yes. That this new intelligence is actually not just brain intelligence. It's not a mind. It's a form of life that is being manifested in, in life through us, like our kids, really. And I think they will inherit a better way that's pr probably not separate like we have between the mind and the heart. They may actually acknowledge that. But that's a wonderful conversation to yes. have. So our listeners, when I record with Baptiste, yes. uh, we you, will have that conversation. And, and yeah. I'll tell you to go and listen there. Um, forgiveness. Can we talk about forgiveness for a second? Yes, please. Yes. So yeah. Because of course, you, you've had so many people in, in the book and in the, in the uh, film, but I don't think anything made me cry as much as the story of uh, Rwanda. Yes. Uh, she sits, um, again, I won't, I won't spoil it for our listeners because I truly recommend you watch the movie. Uh, she talks about how someone killed, uh, you know, the, the Hulu uh, and the Tutsis. Yes. Uh, you know, so the, the Hutus killed uh, a million Tutsis exactly. in, the, in the genocide. Uh, and, and including, uh, I, I, if I remember correctly, her father, mother, two brothers and best friends and so on. Her so entire forth. family. Yeah, her entire family. And she sits in front of the, of the killer. Uh, and, you know, empowered by, by people in power to hurt him if she wants. Yes. And she chooses to forgive. Yes. How, how does one do that? Okay. So, <clears throat> the setting. So we are in 1992. And the genocide, genocide starts in Rwanda. And what happens is that the Hutus are killing off all the Tutsis. And she's a Tutsi woman, and she's hiding out in a bathroom of a Hutu priest. Yeah, beautiful. And she's there with other women and one child in the film. And this all really happened. I mean, this is all, this really happened. Um, and she is in that bathroom, and she's there for three months. Yes. And just um, that everyone is aware of that. And she's in that bathroom and she realizes that all her friends and her entire family is, is being killed at that moment. And she feels so much anger, so much rage. And she imagines that she's Rambo that wants to kill mm -hmm. the Hutus. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is that um, she prays to her God and she says, I need to get rid of this rage because it's killing me from the inside out. And she prays to God and she says, God, I don't know how to forgive this. Please help me. So it's really important to understand that she's not forgiving because she wants to forgive the killers. She wants to get rid of the rage of the rage because it's killing her from the inside out. So freedom is another, uh, uh, forgiveness is another word for freedom. Mm. Forgiveness is always something you do for yourself. Uh, Nelson Mandela said, um, holding a grudge against someone is like 
drinking poison and thinking it will kill the other person. Exactly. So you're never forgiving another person for that person. You're doing it for yourself. Mm. Because it's also always happening, you know, if you're angry uh, or if you feel hate, it's a place of total disconnection. Correct. And you want to be connected again with your true self. And yeah. that's why forgiveness is another word for freedom. So, so I, I, when I when I get someone, you know, contacting me on Instagram or whatever and saying I can't forgive, and I ask, so how is this helping your agenda? Like, okay, you can, yeah. you can hold on to that grudge for the rest of your life. Yes. How is that changing anything? Yes. How is it making your life better yes. in any way? So, so forgiveness is not found in the brain because the brain will say, yes. you know, that person killed, they deserve to be killed. I yes. should be the one killing them. Yes. But the heart will say, I can forgive. Yes. What 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 she's doing, Immaculate Ilibagiza, this woman. She's stretching our definition of forgiveness. Marion Williamson says in the film, every time I have a difficult time forgiving, I think of Immaculate Ilia Bagiza. Because if she's able to forgive the killers of her family, we must be able to forgive whatever we need to forgive in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she's such a great she's, example. She's just an inspiration. I mean, I, I, I will always recall in my very early years, perhaps episode 30 or something, of slow mo, I, I hosted um, Edith Ager, and Edith was drafted to a yes. concentration camp to Auschwitz, and she basically uh, witnessed her mother being killed and the suffering of her sisters, and and so on. And you know, she, eventually she went back to Auschwitz many many years later. And I said, why would you do that? Like, why would you bring that memory back up? And she and she said, I needed to forgive. Yes. And and I said, did you? And she said, yeah. If I was that little, I, I quote her words, huh? if I was that little German girl and someone shouted in my ears and said, today Germany and tomorrow the world, I would have probably done as exactly as the guards have done too. They're the ones suffering with the, having to live with themselves after what they did. And that's such a, I mean, this is superhuman when you really think about it, but it also contributes to the beauty of that heart, that yes. woman that is able to sit in front of me at, that, at the time it was... Uh, it was COVID, so we were talking over Zoom, and I just could feel her energies through that little camera. I could just, I, I was weeping in front of her presence because of how beautiful her heart is, yes. because that connection really was not through my eyes. It yes. was through the heart, really. Yeah. It, it's through the heart, and it's also a shift in identification from our personality. It's really hard to forgive. Look at what they've done to me. Yeah. But if you shift to a higher, <laughs> identity the soul then you can say they they you know they have never done anything to me because yeah. i'm unconditional love they cannot hurt oh. me in any way i want to talk about this about how to manifest like oprah and J, jk rowling yes. i mean like this is this is gold here yes. right and the third woman is anita, and Magani, anita. but she's oh, not, right. not, not included in the title all right so it would be a very long title then and those two <laughs> names are so big uh, oprah and jk rowling they're like yeah, i mean seriously I, I want to write a harry potter so there you go okay uh, six steps yes six steps yeah so the first step uh, it's not the first step but it's very important to realize because most people don't realize this anymore the, the 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 starting position of oprah oprah was born in mississippi at that time the most racist state at the time exactly um, she was as poor as you can be without having a roof over your head. In her own words, she was ugly and fat. Those are her own words. And her mother was a maid. Her grandmother was a maid too. And her grandmother was raising her for a long while. And while she was hanging on um, laundry, 
Um, she said, uh, Oprah Gail, because Gail is her second name. I hope you find yourself some nice white folks wow. to work for. So the expectation, the programming of Oprah Winfrey was that she would become a maid as well. That's the programming. So then fast forward 30 years later, she's one of the most influential women of her time and she's a billionaire. Mm. How is that even possible, right? Okay, J.K. Rowling, you know of the Harry, mm -hmm. uh, Harry Potter series. So J.K. Rowling, she went to Exeter um, and then um, she's working for Amnesty International in, in London as an assistant and then she marries to a Portuguese journalist. They have a very short-lived marriage, I think 13 months in Portugal and then... Um, it's it's a, it's a horrible divorce, and then she has to go back to uh, the UK. But she's not able to afford to live in London anymore, so she goes to Edinburgh, Scotland, where also her sister lives. And she cannot find a job. She just went through a horrible divorce, um, and she has a child, uh, her a daughter to support. And on top of all of this, she is um, manically depressed. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, she feels like a total failure and she spoke about this at a harvard commencement speech I, I, that yeah, she did seen that, yeah. yes and she says um, failure became the new foundation on which i built my life rock bottom became the foundation on which i built my new life so what happened um when she was young she always wanted to write but everyone said oh you cannot make a living as an author uh, so you know she started to pursue other things in her life but when she hit rock bottom um, she realized that she had nothing left to lose anymore. But she couldn't find a job. And um, she thought, you know, I might as well do what I always wanted to do. <laughs> exactly. You know, and she was in a, tra in a train from Manchester to London and she's doing nothing. This is really important. And all of a sudden she has this download and it feels like homecoming. It feels like this ecstatic feeling of love. And, um, and the idea is wizard boy that doesn't know he's a wizard goes to wizarding school <laughs> and she sees all the houses she sees all the personalities she sees the whole setting she, she sees everything and it, like a total download but she doesn't have a pen so she starts to write with her uh, lipstick because wow. that's all she has yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah so she could have ignored the idea because you're in a train you have no pen but she, she, she acted upon this energy because this is what inspired action is that's coming from the soul. And um, she has another download a little bit later and it is this. It's going to be very hard to get it published. But once it's published, it will get huge. So it was turned down by 12 publishers. So turning her down was like turning down the Beatles because she, <laughs> became, the f she became the first billionaire author. Mm. Oh, Going back to Oprah. So Oprah is in Mississippi as a child. She doesn't have a lot to live for. And um, she says, because she's a member of the Baptist church, she says, God, I don't have a lot to live for, but use me, use me, use me, use me. Oh, so, so that's beautiful. the secret. That's the secret right there. Because she's not saying, what do I want? She's saying, God, use me. So she's talking to soul. And soul there had the opportunity to work through her. And I think that's the explanation. Mm. So the first step is that you have to realize your true identity, that you are a soul, right? Mm. Yes. And the second step is you have to identify the intentions of the soul. So it's not a coincidence that Oprah's favorite book became, other than the Bible, became the seed of the soul. Mm. Because Gary Zukav gave her the words to explain to herself what had happened in her life. Because for a long time, and you see this a lot, a lot of successful people 
are unconsciously competent. So they don't know why they are so successful because we think we can just copy a successful person, but it doesn't work for us because they have a different soul signature and we have a different soul signature. Mm -hmm. So Gary Zukav, when he came out with the book, uh, The Seed of the Soul, and he explained what authentic power was, that your personality starts to serve the energy of the soul, that explained to her what had happened in her own life and why she had become so successful. Unbelievable. Yeah. And this is also, of course, what happened with Anita Morjani. Mm -hmm. At the moment yeah. when she starts to align with that energy of her infinite intelligence, consciousness, unconditional love, then all the manifestations take place. And that's why it's called Learn to Manifest like Oprah Winfrey, J.K. Rowling, and Anita Morjani. Because once you connect with the soul and you figure out, identify its intentions, all those, what we would call miracles, start to take place. Why? Because you are connecting with infinite intelligence. Mm. And uh, those are three women from different continents. So Oprah is in North America, J.K. Rowling is in Europe, and Anita Morjani is in, in, in Asia, right? Time, yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted to show that this is universal, right? Mm. And so when we connect with that energy and we start to serve its intentions, then we start to live our soul signature and we start to, and you mentioned the word naturally, live from our element. It's so beautiful, Baptiste. I think it's different though than books like the, what is it called? The Secret, the secret right? Yeah. Where, where, you know, you can manifest a million dollars. But yes. I, I believe that what you're saying here is that if you are aligned to your soul's purpose, yes. and maybe your soul's purpose is to make a million dollars, but if you align to that soul's purpose, then the universe itself starts to help you get to where you It starts to, to work through you. You are being done. You are not doing, you are being done. Oh man, that's that so, beautiful. so beautiful. And be aware, Oprah became a billionaire, right? Mm. J.K. Rowling became a billionaire. She's not a billionaire anymore because she gave away so much to charity, but she became a billionaire. They were not focused on becoming on billionaires at Absolutely. all. And that's the power of that energy, mm. right? It's, it's just a byproduct becoming totally, a billionaire. I totally know that for sure. Yes. Totally know it's that. Totally, yeah. So, so I, yeah, if you want to learn how to do that, that's the book right there. Yeah. Three women from different continents. I love your work. I started by saying that, but I love you as a human. You're an amazing, amazing being. And for the people that are listening to us or watching us on YouTube, you're missing that presence. That person is just a beautiful soul in every way. I am so grateful. I would have definitely spoken to you for three and a half hours more. Okay. But as you see, sometimes we get interrupted because I have to give a talk about that little yes. voice in your head. Thank you. Damn. But anyway, I if, if you promise me that I can interview you, I'm, go I'm going to Antwerp and okay, I will spend you. the time and, I, and, and I'm going to have coffee with you after the interview and it's going to be absolutely wonderful. Thank We're you. friends for life. Thank you're you. You're an amazing human being. It was a privilege and an honor to be here with you. Thank you're, you so you're much. So, you're so kind. Uh, uh, for our listeners, I'll say, uh, look for that heart coherence, please. I totally believe in the fact that when you're in aligned with your heart, you're so much more intelligent, so much more capable. This is something that we've missed out on in the modern world that tells us to uh, do, 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 and rarely ever be. Have the courage to be. Have the courage to be. And I think it, it hit me like lightning when you said, use me, use me. I think if we, if we align to that bit of us, our soul's purpose, uh, I can assure you, the only reason that I've succeeded in anything in life was that. It was the idea that I'm here for a reason and maybe if I align a little more, with that reason, uh, the universe itself will help me. 
I'm not going to bore you with all the typical stuff, but do it anyway so I don't bore you with it next time. You know, uh, subscribe on YouTube and click the notification button and, you know, five stars for the podcast if you want or share it with others. Uh, find Baptiste on, uh, on Instagram or other social media. Uh, honestly, read his work, uh, watch the movie. Uh, you're not going to regret it. It's just going to absolutely change your life. And yeah, it's, I think the movie's an hour and 20 minutes or so. So yeah, and as I always say in your busy life this week, there will always be a tiny bit of time to slow down. Uh, I love you all for listening and I will see you next time.